We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, May the 31st, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On May 31st, 1889, about 2,200 people in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, they perished when the South Fork Dam collapsed, sending 20 million tons of water rushing right through downtown. Today in 1790, President George Washington signed into law the first U.S. Copyright Act. Today in 1859, the Big Ben Clock Tower in London went into operation, chiming for the first time. Today in 1949, former State Department official and accused spy Alger Hiss went on trial in New York, charged with perjury. The jury deadlocked, but Hiss was convicted in a second trial. Today in 1962, former Nazi official Adolf Eichmann was hanged in Israel a few minutes before midnight for his role in the Holocaust. Today in 1977, the trans- uh, Alaska oil pipeline, three years in the making, despite objections from environmentalists and Alaskan natives, it was completed. First oil began flowing through the pipeline 20, 20 days later. Man, there were so many predictions. I remember that well. In fact, uh, just prior to this 1977, I had been working for a pipeline company in Bellevue. I was was going to college some years before that, but there was talk about this Trans-Alaska Pipeline, and and that's what this company did. They were based in Bellevue. And um, so everybody was, all the environmentalists were coming out of the woods, and and they were saying, man, you know, if you build that, the bears are going to die. There will be no more reindeer, and on and on and on. I remember this back then when that talk wasn't quite as common as it is now. And I was thinking, man, how's this pipeline going to do this? Well, you know, simple me, it didn't. Um, they put the pipeline through there, and years later, the all these years later, the wildlife by every account is thriving in that area. There's bears and polar bears and reindeer and all the stuff that's supposed to be there. Always... Always, always people trying to incite fear about anything, whether it's the climate or whatever it is, your own personal health, and on and on it goes. Today in 1989, House Speaker Jim Wright, he'd been dogged by questions about his ethics. He announced he would resign. Tom Foley later succeeded him. Today in 2009, Melvina Dean She was the last survivor of the sinking of the Titanic in 1912. She died in Southampton, England. She was 97 years old. I continue to see polls come out daily. I look at a lot of news, as you know. and Not a day passes that I don't see more polls that indicate that are polling different aspects of life and how people feel about this, that, and the other thing. Obviously, uh, 
politics is more and more being pulled now as we head toward the the consequential, very consequential 2024 election. And yet in every poll I see, I, I don't recall seeing one where there, that, that was uh, polling people's feelings, the way they felt about things and, and so on. I haven't seen a poll that I can recall that didn't have a factor of depression in it. In other words, regardless of what it was about, if it touched on how people are feeling or kind of where they are today and so on, they will always, almost a majority every time, will list that they're depressed. And I, I think there's a sense of hopelessness in the world today that has been heightened. It's always been there because people outside of Christ are hopeless in the sense when they get real because you know, life happens and what's next. And there's a denial factor where people say, well, you know, we just die. We're like an animal. I mean, there's no hereafter. There's no eternity. So we die and that's the end of it all. But that that conflicts with the, the DNA of the, of the human being. In our heart, in those quiet moments when we put our head on our pillow or when we take a walk alone in the woods or somewhere by ourselves or whatever, we get away from the noise. There's something in our heart that tells us that death isn't the end of all of it. We just have this instinct that there is something more beyond. And that's when people reach that threshold often, not to say that Christians can't get depressed, but they can, but they have reason to get over it quickly because the promises of God are thus saith the Lord. But people without faith in Jesus Christ and without the hope of the future are becoming more and more easily depressed in the culture in which we live. And if you look at the culture just through human eyes from a human perspective, it is kind of depressing. It's very depressing. I mean, it just seems like nothing is working right. I mean, it's so hard to do anything anymore. Things just don't work like they used to, even before the pandemic. There's all kinds of reasons. China is 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 absorbing the world right now. They're 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 investing money in these third world countries. These third world countries are on board with them. They're building alliances all over the country. They're buying land like there's no tomorrow here in the United States. And we have a few leaders that are standing up and saying, well, you know, oh, there's lots of land. They, relative to how much land we have, China is not an issue. That's exactly what China wants them to say as they keep buying farmland, generally close to our military bases. So all of these things are happening. And I mean, AI and, and all of this stuff, and people just, I mean, they overload and they get depressed. I think more than any time, maybe in history, but certainly in recent history, this is a time to share your faith with a friend and tell them that Jesus loves them and that he's real and he came and he died and he rose from the dead. And in that, there is hope when we accept him as our personal Savior. It's time to take a step out there and share that with somebody you know or love or care for that maybe haven't come to that faith in Christ. We live in very, very 
dark times. There's no question about that, spiritually particularly. I always think of Isaiah. He went through some of those times as well, and he wrote about it. For example, in Isaiah 43, chapter uh, chapter 43, verse 2, he says, and I, I've, I've used this verse for all the years in the ministry. I I read it to myself when I need to, and I read it to others when they when I think they need it. And I've, I've just memorized it over the years. When thou passest through the rivers, through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. God is with us. And God is with you. And he'll be with you. He is faithful. He is faithful and just. In a world that seeks so-called justice today, justice is found before God, not before some of the crazy activities that we find ourselves involved in in the culture today. Drudge Report puts out there this morning (laughs) the main big headline on Drudge Report. You're probably familiar. I'm sure most everyone's familiar, familiar with the Drudge Report. War on Pride. Anti-target rap tunes, tops iTunes, revolt on Chick-fil-A, Bud Light sales down 30%, gays are leaving, they're moving out of Florida. (laughs) They said those are the main headlines today in America. It's interesting. It's all about, it's all about sexual perversion. Those are the headlines in America today, the main headlines if you took a composite of all of the newspapers that are running stories today, the main stories would be the war on pride, meaning anyone who does not buy into the LGBTQ blah, blah, blah. If you don't buy into that, you are declaring war on the people that live that way on, and practice that sexual behavior. Anti-Target, there's a rap tune out there now, and it's number one on iTunes, and it's Anti-Target. There's a revolt on Chick-fil-A. They've rolled out a new DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, part of their website. Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy was the, the father who started that. And he passed away here some time ago. He was a very devout Christian, and they're a very Christian family. And I, Dan Cathy, his son, has taken over the the Chick Fil A, and he claims to be, you know, a devout follower of Jesus and and so on. But man, I don't know him. I mean, I've never met him. But man, he sure doesn't do the things that you would do if you're a truly a devout follower of Jesus Christ. He's always flirting. With since he took over the last few years, do you remember that last episode where Mike Huckabee came out and just ripped him? And Mike Huckabee doesn't rip many people, but he just ripped Dan Cathy and the Chick-fil-A because uh, Huckabee had really put his reputation and his influence on the line to help them. And then Dan Cathy turns around and gets cozy with this LGBTQ agenda. Well, it looks like he's doing it again. And uh, his dad, Truett, would have never done that. He didn't do it. And he built Chick-fil-A into this juggernaut. I mean, it's enormously successful financially. And it's, and it's family-owned. It's not publicly owned. And so it's built 
not exclusively, but a lot on the Christian community. And there's that identification. And I, I know I had that connection. I thought, man, they're one of us, you know, and so on. But Dan, the, the son, who's now taken over the company, he just, it just seems that he can't let go of this. He thinks he needs to have one foot in the water or something, one toe in the water of this whole diversity movement and equity and inclusion and all of that. So he's at it again. And that's what that headline is about. And there's newspapers running those stories, uh, a lot of them today, talking about that. And Bud Light, we talked about that on this program a while back. I told you at the time, I, I will say it again. I don't drink alcohol, but I, I've certainly been watching Bud Light sales go down, and they're down 30%, and they're struggling. And not surprisingly, gays are moving out of Florida. DeSantis has not been friendly to gays there. He's not anti, I, I don't think. He just doesn't believe in the movement, and he thinks they're taking over too many things. And so he's been pushing back on it, and um, he and Disney have been at it, and that, of course, is precipitating a lot of the gays moving to other places. They need to move back to New York and, and places that are very friendly to their agenda. But Florida is not one of those places at this point. I want to take a moment and say thank you to all of you who support this ministry. It is essential. It is. Uh, we, of course, would not be here without you. And I just want to thank you for all of you who do. If you listen to the program regularly and daily, you know that I don't ask for support every day. It isn't because we don't need it. It's just that I don't take a lot of time to do that, and I don't intend to, because I think if the support isn't there, then, of course, you know, I would give that some very serious thought about whether we should be going forward or not. But you have been very faithful, and you've stood with us, and, and so many of you do, I mean, every month. And that's what allows this program to do what we do and, and say the things that we say. And and uh, there are people that would like to silence us, of course. But you make this happen, and you make it possible. And I just want to thank you for that. And you know our needs. You know that it happens. Our budget rolls around every month, and you stand with us. So thank you so much. And if you believe there's value in what we're doing here, and you haven't been supporting us, maybe we could ask you to pray about it. Consider standing with us each month in our meeting our budget. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. International Panel on Information, Environment, IPIE, IPI, <laughs> that's the acronym, had its first official meeting in Washington last Wednesday. They're including, in the meeting, over 200 researchers from 55 countries. They focused on the reduction of public understanding and belief in science. According to the New York Times, the panel was funded by organizations like Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Brothers Foundation and Fund, and Skoll Foundation. The new globalist organization, and that's what it is, will now determine what is and is not true in the media. That's concerning, and it should be to all of us, but it's particularly concerning to Christians and conservatives. Misinformation moderation has been used in recent years, and you know that. We've talked about that on this program. It's been used in recent years to target conservative online speech, right-leaning news outlets. Well, look at Tucker Carlson. He's gone from Fox. He was their leading 
I mean, the most watched guy they had on the air, and they got rid of him. They let him go, you know, kind of sanctimoniously, just like, oh, by the way, Tucker, you're not going to do your show tonight. I mean, that's how it came down. Because he was not saying the right thing. I mean, that's the bottom line. There is nothing else. That's it. So that's the environment that we live in. That's just one example. But, I mean, it's a, a big example. But misinformation moderation has been used to target the people that the corporate elite disagree with. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs says, The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. There is a desire to know the truth, I think, in every human heart. But there is also a desire in those who have not been restored and regenerated by the power of Jesus Christ. There is that desire to control what others do and say. And history proves that. Foundations with large endowments and a history of bankrolling leftist causes are partnering to finance a new global group. Misinformation is kind of a tricky word. I mean, it really is. What is the basis on which this elite group will determine what is true and what is false. Already, right out of the gate, these guys have over 200 researchers on board from 55 countries. Just right out of the gate. You can bet Joe Biden is behind this. He's all for it. He's cheerleading, for sure. And he'll do that as opportunity arises when they tell him to go ahead and do it or whatever. But the New York Times headline reads, Climate Panel as a Beacon... Global group takes on misinformation. So what they're saying, I read the whole article, and I'll quote a little bit of it in a moment, but what they're saying is, the, the New York Times is saying is, that this new group is formed, it's, a, it's right out of the chute, a globalist uh, organization, and it's endorsed by some of the biggest money in America, and, and globally for that matter. But what the, what the New York Times is saying is that this they are using the climate panel the climate model, as a as a model for this new, as a beacon, a guiding light for this new global group that's taking on misinformation. So the way that we have been presented with this uh, environmental crisis that is looming over our heads every 24 hours that we live, because we are driving cars and 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 farmers are farming and raising horses and cattle and so on. We're, we're destroying the climate, and, and, and we're on the verge of that now. And that whole thing, we're, Al Gore has led that. He's become extremely wealthy in doing that, hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, it's, it's documented that he's made off climate crisis. And his books and his documentary, so-called, and so on. But the Times says that a group of scholars introduced an international panel to study the digital information landscape, inspired by those who had been warning of the effect of global warming. So we're going to get the same thing. Now it's going to be climate, and it's going to have to do with truth. And they are the are poised to become the arbiters of what is truth. Al Gore is running loose across the country, the world, enriching himself with hundreds of millions of dollars by claiming the earth is about to burn up, by investing more taxpayer 
money and research, we can kind of slow things down and save ourselves, is what he has said, while enriching himself, as I said, tremendously. And all of this is shutting down the energy sector that has driven America. If you don't have energy, you don't have freedom. I mean, it's just that simple. And that's what that was about. So here we go again with a kind of a, a new team with the same face and the same motives and the same MO, the same method of operation. Are they looking for a new Al Gore, a new leader to rise up and be the cheerleader for this new truth panel? Evidently. The New York Times says two years ago at a virtual gathering organized by the Nobel Foundation, Sheldon uh, Sheldon Hammerflab, I think that's how you pronounce his name, he outlined the, outlined the idea of the world's leading scholars should join forces to study misinformation the way that scientists of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change documented the global effect of car- carbon emissions. They haven't documented that. There's as many, there, I mean, they have for their own purposes, but there's as many scientists who are saying that that's not, the way they're presenting climate change is not scientific. There's as many scientists that disagree with them as there are that agree with the standard narrative on climate change and global warming and all of that. I mean, nobody's saying climate isn't changing. It's always changed. It's always evolved. It's always cyclical, as far back as any records exist. So this is what they're going to do. They're going to take that same approach now to monitoring truth. Who's speaking the truth? And those who are not, obviously, will be censored. This new group gathered for its unofficial introduction in Washington on Wednesday, As I said, 200 researchers from 55 countries. There was a similar, the New York Times says there was a similar sense of urgency and alarm as the threat of global warming. They see they're they're using this same Sololinsky principle. They're scaring people to death, depressing them. They're scaring people to death about something that may or may not be true. And this is very subjective because... They're saying they will become the arbiters of truth. And you say, well, this isn't going to happen. Well, I believe it may happen. And that's why I'm talking about it today. Because these guys are are relentless and, and, and they are in control of much today, the leftists. And so this is their opportunity to move. And it is a globalist effort. It's not a, a national effort. And of course... The far left love globalism. But at least we know what these men, these people have in mind. A new global religion built around the destruction of freedom related to the glob, global religion of climate change and worship of Mother Earth and personal enrichment, of course. What they're saying is algorithm, uh, algorithmic bias, manipulation, and misinformation have become a global and existential threat that exacerbates existing social problems, degrades public life, cripples humanitarian initiatives, and prevents progress on other serious threats. That's what they wrote in their introduction of themselves. They said that uh, the Times reported that they, this, they presented the first of two studies which reviewed 
4,798 peer-reviewed publications examining misleading information on social media and aggregated the findings of the effectiveness of countermeasures to it. Many of their backers, this IPIE, their backers have a history of bankrolling left-wing groups and causes. They are known to target conservatives and Christians. The Ford Foundation has also contributed over $4 million since 2010 to Media Matters for America. They're always after conservatives, Media Matters. The left-wing watchdog group, it describes itself as dedicated to comprehensively monitoring, analyzing, and correcting conservative misinformation. The Rockefeller Brothers Fund has invested about a million dollars in the anti-Israel organizations, Jewish Voices for Peace and Zakrat and the U.S. Campaign for Palestinian Rights and so on. They're very anti-Israel. The Skoll Foundation has a, has a, a global threats fund that invests its efforts to prevent climate change, starting, stating that requires it requires urgent attention, according to its website. You should go on some of these websites. It's very enlightening. I, I do, and I have. It's amazing what they're saying on there. But the researchers say they were inspired by the tactics of the UN and by the climate change organizations. So what's next? Well, the new panel sees itself as a government role, at least for now. What they're saying is it's a, it's, it plans to use regular reports, not fact-checking. In other words, they're not going to get down to saying, well, Donald Trump said this, and this is correct. They're going to let other people do that. The underlings will do that. These guys are going to set the pace, and they're going to set the policies for the Joe Bidens and, and some of the European leaders and so on of the world. China is going to sit back and smile, and so is Russia, and so is Iran, and so is North Korea, if they are aware. That's what's happening in our world today. These kinds of organizations are being birthed through our administration here and other kinds of socialist type of leaders in Europe and elsewhere. And these guys are now, they've, they've got their foot in the door and they've got a bunch of money and they have a lot of money backing them. So I'll tell you, because of new technology and more voices than ever are shouting at us from the culture, it's time to turn it off for a moment and not be depressed, but listen to God. Be still and know that I am God. And you say, what can we do about this? Well, you can be aware of it. That's the most important thing, but don't be destroyed by it. Be still and know that I am God. Follow the true leader. We know what truth is, and we're told to speak the truth. And I, if you'll support me, I'm going to continue speaking the truth on the radio as long as I have breath to turn on the microphone. But the truth we know. But we live in an environment that's becoming more and more hostile to the truth. And we see it on every hand. Not to be depressed about it, to be, but to be informed so that we can stand faithful and not fearful in this kind of a culture. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Proverbs 24 says, A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. We know the truth. 
And the truth sets us free. And that's why we need to know what's going on in our culture, but not become a slave or a captive of it. Thanks for being with me. I'll see you tomorrow.